This short episode is a follow-up from last year's interview with Your Mum Cares founder, Sharon Feldstein. Sharon provides an update on the amazing work she and her team of celebrity mums have been doing to support kids during the COVID-19 pandemic. Sharon references supporting the Children's Health Fund in LA to create a unique group therapy program for kids living on the streets to build their toolbox for dealing with mental health issues. Sharon also updates us on the support they're giving for the mental health app being developed by the University of Pittsburgh, a mental health early diagnostic app to identify children at risk and connect them with a counsellor, social worker or therapist. She discusses its value as we face a tsunami of mental health issues coming out of this pandemic. Sharon discusses the mega mum programme they launched to help other mums seeking support in dealing with kids with mental health challenges. And finally, Sharon reflects on how the pandemic has impacted her life. If you want to support or donate or have an idea for Your Mum Cares, go to yourmumcares.org or email them at mums at yourmumcares.org or follow them on Instagram at yourmumcares. There's probably quite a few people that might not have watched the or, or listened to the interview we did with you last year. So I think it would be good to start for you to just give people an overview of Your Mum Cares sure. and the work that you're doing. and really just uh, explaining about the importance of vulnerable children, particularly in the context of today. Okay, so thanks, Mark. Your Mom Cares was started by myself and Patsy Noe, who's Adam Levine's mom, and Taria Joseph, has. she's a founding partner now, and she's Alicia Keys' mom. So we met at the White House, at Obama's White House. I will say that again, at President Obama's <laughs> White House. Who? <laughs> and I want there to be no confusion. And we did a PSA, which is a public service announcement, for the Affordable Health Care Act. So at the end of it, Mrs. Obama said, we nag you because we love you, hashtag your mom cares. And the joke in my house was my assistant at the time, Coco, we would say, I would say to her, Coco, can you get me the White House? Because we actually got to visit the White House. We went to the Oval Office. We had a meeting with President Obama. He showed the PSA. It was quite funny and quite good, I think. Everybody did a very wonderful job, all the moms, Jennifer Lopez's mom. And we um, got like a million views. And we thought, I thought, because my background is like costume design, branding, marketing, I own an expert management company. I thought, oh, your mom cares. That's like Mothers Against Drunk Driving. That's like a very great brand to own. So I asked the White House if I could trademark it. They said, I promised them I would do something good. I keep my word. And they said, great. And that was like a long time ago. And then like, at I would say like a year and a half ago, you might've interviewed me I might have done your podcast either at the beginning or I don't remember, or very much towards the beginning because we vetted all different charities and obviously every cause is good, food insecurity, homelessness, education, everything, you know, but mental health, we ended up with mental health because mental health, in my opinion, is everything. If you're food insecure, you're, you're worried about where your next meal is. You don't have a house, you have anxiety. If you're separated from your mom, uh, like the border children, you have separation anxiety. You have depression, if you feel there's no future, if you don't have hope. And all those things lead to mental health issues. But I normally hold up a piece of paper, I'm sure we're not, I don't know. And I say, do you see this paper? This is what you see when you see a child. It's a blank piece of paper. But a child with mental health issues because you don't see anything. I mean, they can just be like, here's you and here's me right now. We don't know which one of us has a mental health issue or if either one of us does have a mental health issue because it doesn't show. It's not, you know, a pimple or, you know, the kind of hair you have. So haven't I gotten so much more articulate, Mark? Yes. <laughs> I know. It's like yeah. not even sound like me anymore. 
I'm like, oh, I'm right. don't worry. Believe me, you let me get to my funny. It's after a hundred times, you've got it down to a T. I know. It's, I feel like, but the truth of the matter, you have to, in my opinion, always with mental health and every, every issue, including COVID, if you don't laugh, you're in a lot of trouble because you can't be depressed when you're laughing. The brain does not allow you to have both those feelings. And, you know, I come from a family of joy and comedy. That's how we were raised. That's how I was raised. And that's how my kids are raised. And luckily for us, we're all pretty funny. And it, you know, counterbalances some of the severe pain in the world for us and our pain. So, but anyway, and I think others as well. Okay. We landed on mental health and we've partnered with two amazing organizations. One is the Children's Health Fund. And for COVID, we are boots on the ground. 21 mobile health units that they have all over the country, three in New York Metropolitan, one in South LA. And we partnered with them. I'll tell you about what we've done with them. But for right now, just let me get tell you about COVID. Yeah. We are boots on the ground because you can't deal with mental health issues if the kids don't have food and they don't have their physical health taken care of. And you know, if a child has diabetes or asthma, they can't just be tested for COVID. They have to have their diabetes and asthma attended to. So we partnered for them for now. We pivoted to that with the money that we're raising right now is going to COVID, obviously, but mental health issues as well. But first we have to make sure they have food, but we have funded, this is, I, don't, I definitely did not tell you this. I don't think this happened even when we did the, we had the panel. This is like the thing that I'm the most excited about as, well, no, that's not true. I have two things, but this thing for me personally, because I love working directly with the kids or at least seeing the kids directly. And because it's such an unusual thing, because of the way I am, and I'm a trend person, I mean, I'm wearing a flower in my hair, I have like a polka dot thing. I said to our partners, I just don't want to fund something that's like anybody could fund. I want to push the envelope. I want to take that, you know, little needle and move it, even if it's like this much to the side. I want to take a risk, but a vetted risk, not like crazy, like I would do if I was coming up with a costume or something or a product for myself. Take a risk to really move the needle for kids and have more kids helped by one person or one app, if you will, mobile health thing, health device uh, thing. It's called the brain manager. Mm -hmm. So in South Central, we challenge Children's Health Fund to come up with something that no one's ever done. So we pay for the psychological component of their physical health care on their medical buses. We pay for the social workers to deal with the wow. children, but that wasn't enough for me. I said, I want more. I want different. And they came up with this program that they call Rising Stars, which is the first ever, I'm going to say it again, first ever group therapy for homeless kids on Skid Row. And that has never been done. It's group therapy. It's, it's like, a, you know, an overeater anonymous meeting or something for children to give them tools for their mental health and for their anxiety and the life that they have been dealt. So they need coping mechanisms, but they also get to see like, if you and I are on this podcast, well, Mark is there and I'm here. So we both are maybe suffering in different ways or have you know, less hope or less things or less you know, more vulnerable than others, but we're not alone. And even though we're eight or 10 or 12 years old, we are not by ourselves. Even if it's that one Wednesday and the next day they're transferred somewhere else, Every time they leave, they have a tool for their toolbox of mental health. Every time. Brilliant. Our director, our social worker, Leslie, he's a, he's a man, but his name is Leslie. I don't know why I said that because that's stupid, but yes, he's a man. Um, and, but there's where I come back into like getting Sharon again, my Sharonisms. Yes, he's a man named Leslie. So he gives them a tool to take with them. Now, obviously with COVID, he has pivoted 
and try to do this through tele, which is telemedicine is every, you know, I don't mm-hmm. tell you, yeah. but tele social work via tele, via an instrument. And if they don't have iPhones, he tries to get them something where he can communicate with them, but he also handles their if they need food or clothes or something, he will bring that to the mission and to the schools in South Central. We're at a middle school in South Central as well. So that psychotherapy or the therapy that he's delivering? It's a social worker. Social worker. So that, that social work that he's doing and outreach, it's being done virtually at the moment. So there's not any physical connection, even though they're... No, but he will drop physically things off at the mission. Yeah. Okay. Or certain places, but safe distance, mask, gloves. Like everybody, well, I don't want to say everybody knows about us. Please tell more people about us. But a lot of people know about us throughout the world because we did the KISS campaign and because one of our fabulous photographers, Emily, a young girl who herself has experienced anxiety disorder when she was younger, she is lives in Berlin. She's from Toronto. And so she's exposed us to all over the world. So we have been working with kids and talking to kids, like not me personally, all over the world. It's not just the US. And I'm going to segue for a second to Pittsburgh, which is the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. This is like, I don't want to say the facts are the boring stuff, but I have ADD. So like to me, rambling these facts like are driving me crazy. I'd much rather tell you stories, but I do want to say that we funded an app that the working title is called The Brain Manager. And it's not really an app because like on your phone, you get a prescription from your pediatrician. There are 500 kids in this pilot program. You download this app, if you will. There are certain, you know, games or whatever. I don't really know because I've never played it, but there are certain ways you interact on this app that, you know, have been studied. They're not just like a random, let's play tic-tac-toe. You're assigned to a counselor, a coach, a mental health coach. So 500 kids, we pay for, we have four coaches for 500 kids. So they each have approximately 125 kids. But if there's any warning of danger, of change in play, of anything, they are immediately brought to a psychiatrist, not a psychologist, the head of the program, Dr. Sigethy. So she, but she doesn't, she can't see 500 patients, but she can see the 50 that need her or the 10 that need her. So, and then of course there's 911, but 911 is something we are trying to avoid. We are trying, this app is so that they can uh, diagnose anxiety and depression before it becomes of harm to their self or others. It's an early warning system. Yes. And it's also, well, we were told humbly, and I'm not going to get this exactly right, that we have, because of what's happened with COVID, which we funded this, you know, last year, but because of COVID and everyone's going to telepsychiatry and telehealth, we, because this app has proven to be, the data will be published in September, is, has been proven to be successful. We have funded something that everyone will be using. So we're in, well, it's a game changer. They told us what we funded is a game changer. And we are incredibly proud because, I mean, this is something that is a big deal. I mean, it's not just, a, and not that every program isn't wonderful, but it's not random. It's, it's, it's hopefully going to be prescribed by pediatricians. It goes into the health system. It's going to be of no cost to the more vulnerable and community. And I mean, this is our dream, but we have funded the entire pilot. That's fantastic. Yeah. And I mean, there's like, and Mark, you know, there's like three of us that work there. I know. Yeah. Like we funded this pilot. There's three people. There's like, I'm the CEO and then, and Patsy and Taria are my, you know, co-founders and Meredith, you know, runs the show with me day to day. Like, I mean, that's all there is. It's just us. And I mean, 
we love our other mothers, but I'm talking about day to day. Imagine if the other mothers really, I mean, anyone that wants to help us comes to us and wants to help. This is what we're doing is a game is game changing because I will always push that envelope from when you've known me, met me three times. You know that I'm not going to just say like, okay, well, we'll fund this. I can't do that. I have to be on to the next thing because it has to be something where I'm making, we're making a big difference or a difference in one child's life. We have saved, I think, one one or two actual lives from this app, like actually save them from completing suicide. That's incredible. Yeah. The intervention. I mean, I guess I, I didn't really think of it like that, but I suppose you could, I don't really know. I think it's like more diagnostic and, and it's a way of not being lo- alone and getting help and therapy without being on a, like a big list. What we were told was that the child's brain is different than our brain. There's not enough pediatric psychiatrists in the country for those who could afford it. But for those who can't afford it, there's not. But just think about the impact this is going to have as it scales, not just here in the US. Yes, that's why we're so proud. Like I'm hoping I'm going to get to retire soon change and go pivot to something else because I'm just, well, if anyone wants it, could do my job as well as we think. And I say that with all due respect because I would never stop doing, this is a passion, but I think that if these things work out really well, they could really game change everything. No, absolutely. Okay. So that launches September. No, that the data comes out in September. Oh, September. Yeah, It's launched already. It's, it's almost, you know, they're halfway through. So when do you think other social workers, psychiatrists can embrace it, start to use it? No idea. That's a Pittsburgh, you know, uh, that's a- feel free to call the University of Pittsburgh Children's Psychiatric Hospital and ask, I can give you a name. I mean, that's not our arena. Our arena was to see it, see how clever and game changing it could be. And I would say that, you know, I do have a knack for trends and the trends might be in fashion, but they might also be in other things. And I thought, I've never heard of anything like that. I've never heard, I've heard of apps and they're great. But I've never heard of them attached to coaches because you really can't put them with psychologists because they might not need that much attention and you can't see as many people. But when the, if the app works and it does and the signs show up, whatever they are, because I'm not a scientist, then they get to a psychiatrist, which they would have mm-hmm. never gotten to ever. I mean, think about it. Yeah. How many people can one psychiatrist see efficiently? Yeah. Well, it's something that's going to, I mean, this is, I think this is the great thing. And we've talked in the past and the, the conversation we had before was about your mission to overcome the stigma around mental health Yes. and to focus on mental, mental wellness. And, you know, we're in this time, if anything has come out of this COVID-19 um, pandemic, I think there has been an element of uh, making mental health openness and vulnerability around it. And a priority. Yeah. It's so that I think the stigma is just being reduced. I think it's wonderful because honestly, that's something that, you know, we will continue to work on, but if it's way less than yay. And the doctors told us that we're in the middle of a, what comes before a tsunami, always a hurricane, right? We're in the middle of a hurricane. I always say earthquake, but it's wrong. I think it's wrong. Whatever comes before a tsunami. Uh, an earthquake can create a tsunami, yeah. Is it a hur- hurricane? No, an earthquake would create a tsunami, yeah. Well, maybe it's an earthquake. Whatever it is that comes before. I, I do this literally. I have a block every single time. I can't remember it. Whatever comes before a tsunami, the doctors told us we're in for a tsunami of mental health issues, specifically with children. 
So what what they were saying was, thank you, your mom cares, because what you've done has like, you know, fast tracked what we need to do to help all these kids when you can't help them one-on-one. That makes sense. And you're not an app. You're not only virtual. I'm not saying anything against apps like, you know, meditation apps and, and such, but they're not people. It's funny, we interviewed a couple of uh, psychologists, psychiatrists uh, recently, and they were just talking about how the health authorities were always pushing back on telehealth and saying, this can never work. Psychotherapists and psychologists will never work virtually. And suddenly, this has made it real. And it's accelerated what a lot of people have been saying is necessary as you see an increase in mental health challenges across the country, across the world, it needs to be virtual because you're not going to give people the access to get to offices, to locations. So it's giving, it's reaching. The other, sorry, I just don't want to forget the fun thing that we're doing, which we didn't do before. I'm trying to update you on stuff that we haven't done. So we have a mobile moms, you know, you know this about our emergencies. So obviously COVID the emergency. So we pivoted to COVID, but we also have expert moms now. We're calling them mega moms. And if, you know, we have a lot of obviously psychologists, psychiatrists, but we also have like uh, yoga teachers and, you know, artists and chefs because, you know, they can help with, help moms with either advice or some kind of like activity or something like that. But we also did a series this month. It ends June 1st, sadly, but we'll probably do it again for mental health month with TriFrame. TriFrame is, uh, is an online, I guess it's an app. I think it's an app, but it's on Instagram as TriFrame. And they, it's very interesting. They're for profit. We met with them before COVID, but they match you to a therapist. So it's, they were all virtual and online before all this, you know, so you were actual therapist matched through their app, almost like not a dating service for therapy, but kind of, and we thought it was brilliant. So we did, uh, we love them. So we're working with them and we did a free series for four sessions to help moms, all kids, all different ages. So we paired them up with some of our therapists and some of their therapists. And I think the last one is like, I think this week, I'm not sure, but for me. And so it was like, you know, like not group therapy, but like, you know, an online therapy session for moms to understand how to take care of their children, specific ages and specific questions during this time which we're very proud of. And we just have a lot of resources. Like people are coming to us. Like what I'm so proud of is like, and I, and I kind of can't remember the names of these places, but it's probably better because if I forget one versus the other, then I won't get in trouble. But people are like, you know, we want to partner with you. Like these are like bigger organizations, mental health organizations and mom organizations are like, you know, we've been meaning to call you. Can you be one of our partners? Can you be one of our, this, can you speak on our panel? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we can do all that. (laughs) We vet them obviously, but we're again, very proud. And we're very well aware that our, your mom cares was built on being asked because we were celebrity moms to be in this PSA for president Obama. So we just took the power of that and we just used it for good because if you have people that will listen to you for whatever reason, and you're doing something good to help other people, I think that's like kind of a win-win. So you've worked with the organization you mentioned in LA. Children's Health Fund? Children's Health Fund is one. Well, they're all over the country, but yes, the one that we supported. Yep. But I went to visit last year, the one of the organizations that you've supported in the past called SNAC, which is about autism. Yes. And a, and a safe place for it. 
How are organizations like that and how are people with autistic children dealing and getting through this crisis? Because they can't, they can't send them to these. Honestly, I'm not equipped to answer that, but I will tell you that Snack and a friend of mine that also visited Snack, but she has two autistic sons living in Austin, Texas. She's a personal friend. I mean, it's very hard. I, I'm not a doctor. I don't know the answer. I know they had to cut back. Like every small nonprofit has to cut back. They're a nonprofit and they had to cut back. But I have no idea. It must be, my answer is it must be incredibly difficult and challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've been thinking about that a lot and just yeah. thinking about the, the changes because as we come out of this and whatever this new normal is. I think people that are privileged and have means are having difficulty with it. So I think, you know, the people that, that are le- have less means might be psychologically better because they're more resilient people. Like I consider yeah. myself a resilient person, but it might be very har- much harder day to day to have food, shelter, et cetera. Uh, you know, a computer for your child, you know, whatever it is that other people might have the ability to have. And we want to try to even that as well, too. And how has this, this pandemic changed your day-to-day life? Oh my God, Mark. Mark, you know how many times I, I counted? I went, I went abroad 17 times last year, one seven. But that's the most I've ever done. Like, I'm, I'm not like that. I'm not really a jet setter, but I happen to have had all these random different, some, a few were for, not really many for work, honestly, but, but I've had a lot, well, a couple were for, to attend certain things, but everything's always worked with me because I take my work with me 24 seven. But, you know, if I meet someone in, in England, I ask if they can help me and, you know, whatever. So. I think it changed me very much because I like to go and do, like, I'm a very outgoing, very, very like hyper kind of, that's why I'm saying, I can't believe how like I rattled off those facts this, you know, at the beginning of the interview, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm very outgoing. I like to look and see things. I love to talk to strangers, like love to talk to strangers. I love a crowded bar. I love everything. Like you kind of mentioned, I love the theater. So it's changed my day to day a lot. And also, but the flip side, the rainbow is I have the privilege of having, and, and I feel bad for her, but my 26 to be 27 year old daughter living here, which is something that someone at 65 years old would probably not have the luxury of having them pop in for three months. And granted, it's not under at all circumstances at all that I'd want. I mean, I mean, my heart breaks for all the lives that have been lost and that all the suffering everyone has and everyone being so confused. That's another thing with anxiety. Everybody does not know what to do. Yes, they know where I'm at, you know, they know certain things, six feet apart, wear a mask, but like people don't know if they should go to the dentist. People, I don't know if I should go to the dentist and I have like teeth that need to be switched because they're not going to last because they're temporaries, but, but which is a, a silly problem, but it's real to me. So I just think that my life has been changed a lot. I have a routine, which I never had like wake up, yoga, seven, blah, 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 you know, dance class, 10, blah, blah, blah. And then my whole afternoon is like either meetings with Meredith or people like you, I'm on a, some sort of podcast yeah. or IG live or something like that to get the word out. And then, you know, obviously cooking, cleaning chores, chores. Take, I had no idea how much time chores take. I might <laughs> say my dog. And then, you know, in the evenings we have dinner and we watch, you know, some great television show, either old or new. And, but it's like Groundhog's Day, which is one of my favorite movies. It is. Now I'm yeah. kind of cursing it, but it's kind of like Groundhog's Day, but I feel very lucky to have not worry about things that other people have to worry about. I'm very well aware of that. 
Yeah. And there, there must be interesting conversations. I mean, I'm not going to get into just the, the impact on your daughter's industry. And I don't, I don't talk about the kid. You know that. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. So, but everybody knows that Hollywood will probably be the last yeah. to come back. Yeah. And in terms of people wanting to learn more and if they want to help your mom cares, where can they go? Well, they can go to, they can follow us on Instagram or they can go to our website, yourmomcares.org. You could private messenger us. We answer all of our emails and PMs. If you need a place to go for help and it's a city that we can figure out a place, we do. Obviously, if it's like, if, if you feel like you're going to hurt yourself or others, please call 911. And I believe there's a new number for suicide prevention. I don't know if it's in every city, but I would have to, you'd, um, it's probably on the website. But if you feel suicidal, there's a special number, I believe. And you can email us at moms at yourmomcares.org because we answer our emails too because it goes into this big, massive email and we try to get to every single one, maybe not that day. But you can also donate. You know, what we have with COVID, it's kids get it too with the number two at, I don't remember what it's at. But I'll, it's I'll on the find website. it and I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. Kids get it. And Instagram is your mom cares. Your mom cares is Instagram. Yeah. And we would love you to follow us. We would love you to, to, if you have a suggestion for us, if you have an idea, if you have, if you have something that needs funding, see, that's another thing. Like I like to, I feel like I've never said this before, but now I'm going to actually say it. I hope that we'll end up to be the shark tank of, of nonprofits. Actually, I love that. I'm going to remember that line. I usually call us the Netflix because we, we create our own content and we fund other content. But now I'm going to say shark tank, because if you have something that you want funded, I mean, I don't want a million. I mean, I guess I shouldn't have said that because you don't want a million people to say that. But if it's actually a legitimate children's mental health nonprofit kind of vetted idea, I'm down to listen for sure. I think that would be a fascinating show to have online. Just yeah. you, Taria. Well, that could be like a cool show. And actually. Patsy. Yeah. Yeah. You should do a, a once a month, get the best um, ideas of the month. I'm going to take out my phone so I don't forget. I think you got to do this. Yeah. I think I got to do it too. But yeah, and we're very accessible. We're not accessible if you're contacting us because you like Adam Levine. We're not accessible for that and we will not respond. But if, yeah. if you want to donate, ask questions, help us, join us, we would love it. Love it. Everybody's welcome. We would, the more the merrier. And if everybody gave a dollar, think of what we would do. Well, it's going to be a lot of work to be done, as you said. This right. tsunami is about to hit, so... I think your your world is going to get a lot more, just a lot busier. So I guess so. I can say is yeah. I'll say all the best wishes, luck, and uh, Thank strength you. to you. Always fun to see you. I think I'm going to leave Hawaii now because it's annoying. I think you should. <laughs> Bye, Mary. Hawaii's gone. Right. Fake Hawaii's okay. gone. Sharon, thank you very much. Say hi to Patsy and Taria. Thank you for having me. It was super fun. Stay safe. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you like the show, please subscribe and ideally give us a five-star rating and a review because it helps more people find us. Just go to iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player to listen and subscribe. This show is an Impossible Network production and is produced by Bettina McKaylee and Elaine Castillo-Keller. But for now, be curious, be creative, and seek out serendipity. See you next time.